The Pledge, Redeeming the Time Brothers podcast, a podcast by Gene Kissinger and Norman Kissinger, two brothers who have spent their lives in ministry and raising large families. Our desire is to provide a digital place for those who long belong. And as always, we want to leave a nightlight on for you. That nightlight is out of the book of Deuteronomy, chapter uh, chapter 23, verse 21. When thou shalt vow vow unto the Lord thy God, thou shalt not slack to pay it, for the Lord thy God will surely require it of thee, and it would be a sin in thee. Uh, I'm going to read a little bit tonight from a sermon by Steve Malone. The full text of the sermon is in on my Facebook page under Morning Glory, as opposed probably right before this one. Get, read it, please read it. I, this is a little snippet of that sermon. Uh, and I'm going to read it because I believe it has so much in it about the the history of uh, Independence Day, history of our nation, and so I, I've included it in its entirety over there. But let me read from it here. It, it says, uh, in keeping with tradition, I would like to remind us of some of the words of our founding fathers. Uh, and uh, it cannot. Here's from Patrick Henry. It cannot be emphasized too strongly or too often that this great nation was founded not by religionists, but by Christians. Not on religion, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Patrick Henry and Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death. And then George Washington in his farewell address said this, Do not let anyone claim tribute of American patriotism if they even attempt to remove religion from politics. That was in his farewell address. He didn't feel like uh, this nation could be governed apart from a Christian-oriented society. And the people that were ruling should have been Christians. And it, it talks about, Steve Malone then goes on to talk about, they made a bold declaration. Listen to this. For more than 14 months after the battle at Concord, April 19, 1775, the Patriots fought not for their independence, but rather they fought for their rights within the British Empire, rights that had been gradually taken away before and even more after the Boston Tea Party and the hundreds of Americans that gave their lives to regain these rights. 400 alone died at the Battle of Bunker Hill. In early summer of 1776, in a meeting of the Continental Congress on July 2nd, the colonies voted to announce and declare that they would accept nothing less than absolute freedom from England. Two days later, on July 4th, after making some minor adjustments to the text, the final wording was ratified and signed by the 56 members representing the 13 colonies. After the declaration was signed, couriers took copies of it to George Washington, who was with the troops in New York, and on July 9th, the declaration was read before the militia groups who were out in the fields. Understand, this was a bold declaration, for the Americans were challenging the most powerful empire of the world at the time. The Americans entered the war without a navy or a standing army. Their fighting forces consisted only of militia units in various colonies. On the other side, England had an army of well-trained, highly disciplined soldiers. They made a bold declaration. They pledged their life and their allegiance to their country. 7,200 Americans were killed in the battle during the war. 8,200 were wounded. 10,000 died from disease and exposure. Nearly 3,000 men died in Valley Forge alone. An additional 6,500 died in prison after being captured. And 1,400 soldiers were listed as missing. 
What about the 56 men who signed the Declaration of Independence? Did they pay a price for pledging their allegiance? They sure did. Their conviction resulted in untold suffering for themselves and their families. Of the 56 men, five were captured by the British and tortured before they died. 12 had their homes ransacked and burned. Two lost their sons in the Revolutionary Army. Another two were captured. Nine of the 56 fought and died from wounds and hardships of the war. Carter Braxton of Virginia, a wealthy planter and trader, saw his ships sunk by the British Navy. He sold his home and property to pay his debts and died in poverty. At the Battle of Yorktown, the British General Cornwallis had taken over Thomas Nelson's home for his headquarters. Nelson quietly ordered George Washington to open fire on his own house. The home was destroyed and Nelson died bankrupt. John Hart was driven from his wife's bedside as she was dying. Their 13 children fled for their lives. His fields were destroyed for over a year. He lived in forests and caves, returning home only to find his wife had died and his children vanished. A few weeks later, he died from exhaustion. They made a bold pledge of allegiance to the United States of America. You and I, as born-again believers, are to make a bold pledge of allegiance to the Lamb of God, who taketh away the sins of the world. God calls us to respond to the death of His Son on the cross and His resurrection three days later by pledging our fidelity and faith and lives to His cause and His kingdom. We can give no less than the Founding Fathers gave to establish a new nation. We are to give our lives to establish a new kingdom. That kingdom is the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. And God, God's desire and design is that His people pledge their allegiance to the Lamb of God. Listen to what Steve Malone concludes with. He said, Do you remember the day when you stood before the body of Christ, when you came forward and confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior, when you stood before the body proclaiming your desire to be a Christian, to be united with Christ, having been bathed in his blood, courageously announcing that nothing but absolute independence from the shackles of sin and the ways of this world would be acceptable. In doing this, you are making a bold declaration. You, at the time, were pledging your allegiance, your devotion, your loyalty, your dedication, your commitment, your very life to the Lamb of God, to Jesus Christ. Understand that you, at that time, were proclaiming what Paul proclaimed in Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Friends. It is a very bold declaration to say that you will no longer live for yourself, that you will no longer seek your own will for your life, that you will no longer live for the things of this world, power, pleasure, popularity, possessions, but you would rather seek God's will for your life, seeking to do what pleases Him far above what pleases you, declaring that He comes first. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, I thank you for this day. I pray that you would watch out over us on this night as we rest. Help us, God, to live in ways that are well-pleasing to you. You've been so unspeakably good to us. Give us your strength and presence. Help us, God, to live with a bold declaration of faith in you and boldly, proudly be Americans in this United States of America. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, God bless you. I love you, but Jesus loves you even more. Have a great night.